Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Greg Nix, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for August 28th. Lucas Giolito faced the Twins last night, trying for an encore of the complete game shutout he threw against them his last time out. And he pretty much did it, apart from a rough second inning in which Marwin Gonzalez and Jonathan Scope tagged him for solo home runs. Unfortunately, that would be enough to saddle him with his seventh loss of the year as the Sox could only scratch across one run against Michael Pineda in the Twins' bullpen. Giolito didn't have his best command early and pitched around a walk and a single in the first, in addition to allowing the homers in the second. But he found his footing in the middle innings, retiring the side in order in the third, fourth, and fifth, thanks in part to two double plays started by Jose Abreu. Meanwhile, the Sox offense didn't record their first hit off Pineda until Tim Anderson led off the fourth with his 14th home run of the year. The Sox nearly had a rally cooking later in the inning when James McCann and Aloy Jimenez singled with two outs to put runners on the corners. But the Sox lack of lineup depth hamstrung the rally when Ryan Goins, starting at designated hitter for the first time in his career, grounded out to end the inning. I should point out that Goins has a 619 career OPS in seven major league seasons, while Zach Collins, Luis Robert, and Yermin Mercedes all currently have OPSs above 978 in Charlotte. Anyway, the Sox couldn't mount another rally until the seventh when Goins and Yolmer Sanchez each singled to put runners on first and second with one out. Matt Scholes struck out pinch hitting for Adam Angle, and did I mention that Zach Collins, Luis Robert, and Yermin Mercedes all currently have OPSs above 978 in Charlotte? Leary Garcia lined a third to temporarily keep it 2-1 twins and end the inning. 
I say temporarily because the Twins added another run with one out in the eighth. Evan Marshall struck Mitch Garver out to start the inning. Then Ricky Renteria went to his third lefty and Josh Osich to turn around switch hitter Jorge Polanco. Osich had allowed a 9.32 OPS to righties coming into the game, so this seemed like a poor bet and then played out like one when Polanco singled. Renteria decided then he wanted a worse pitcher in the game and called for Kelvin Herrera to face Nelson Cruz. Herrera got ahead of Cruz 0-2 on fastballs. Then with Jason Benetti and Steve Stone calling for a final heater up in the zone, Herrera threw two straight sliders, the second of which Cruz lined to center. Eddie Rosario followed with a single over Anderson's leaping attempt, scoring an insurance run that didn't end up mattering apart from the frustration of the inning. Sergio Romo and Taylor Rogers struck out four of the final six White Sox hitters to close the Twins' 3-1 victory. Giolito finished with nine Ks, including his 200th of the season, in six innings of two-run ball, but Twins pitching struck out 13 Sox hitters while yielding just six hits and one walk to keep this one in control. Ross Detweiler takes on Jake Odorizzi in Game 2 tonight. Detweiler is coming off easily the best start of his White Sox tenure, in which he struck out a career-high eight batters in six one-run innings. He's unlikely to match it against a Twins team that has clobbered lefties for an 884 OPS this season. The Sox tagged Odorizzi for four runs in five innings during his last start, and my pick to click is Jose Abreu, who had three hits in that game and carries a 987 OPS in August. Down on the farm, Charlotte lost their second game in a row to the Durham Bulls, whom they now lead for the International League wildcard by just two games with five to play. Zach Collins hit his 19th home run of the season, Nick Madrigal went two for four with a double, and Luis Robert went one for four with a sparkling diving catch in center field. Birmingham won 11-3 behind two hits and a walk from Gavin Sheets. Alec Hansen pitched two scoreless innings, striking out four but walking four as well. Winston-Salem lost 5-1, Andrew Vaughn went 1-for-4 and is now 5 for his last 35. His walk and strikeout rates are strong during the slump, and his line has been sunk by a 120 BABIP, but it'd still be real nice to see him finish the season strong this weekend. Lennon Sosa went 2-for-4 to lead Kannapolis to a 5-4 victory, and Cabrera Weaver had a double and a triple in Great Falls' win over the Idaho Falls Chuckers. In MLB news, the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal and Jason Stark reported yesterday that Kansas City owner David Glass is in talks to sell the team to Cleveland minority owner and vice chairman John Sherman. Glass purchased the Royals for $96 million in April 2000 and oversaw losing seasons for 12 of the first 13 years of his tenure before the team's back-to-back World Series appearances in 2014 and 2015. The franchise is now valued at $1 billion. Sherman, meanwhile, has been an investor in the Indians since 2016. Speaking of the Indians, Cleveland beat Detroit 10-1 to keep pace in the AL Central and wildcard races, three and a half games back of Minnesota in the division, and a half game ahead of Oakland for the first wildcard slot. Aaron Judge became the third fastest player to 100 career home runs in the Yankees' victory over Seattle, just behind teammate Gary Sanchez and former Phillies slugger Ryan Howard. 
The Astros crushed the Rays 15-1 despite losing Justin Verlander to an ejection after five and one-third scoreless innings. The short outing snapped Verlander's streak of seven consecutive starts with double-digit strikeouts. That'll do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine for the latest and greatest regarding the Chicago White Sox. You can also follow me on Twitter at Greg Nix Human or check out my other baseball podcast, Duck Snort, available wherever you listen to this. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Google Podcast Store, and help support the show by signing up to be a friend of the podcast at patreon.com slash Machine. Thanks for listening to White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Greg Nix. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, Only on Showtime.